Welcome back to So Organised Style Podcast. Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis or Velosos, and today it's ASG Monday. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. On ASG Monday, today we're again featuring an industry partner for the Australian Sewing Guild that offers Guild members special discounts. And we're talking to Anita McAdam. Hi, Anita. Hi, Maria. How are you? I'm great. And you? Oh, good. Thank you. It's lovely to actually see you in person because I've heard a lot about you in the past and seen a lot of your work. I was wondering if we haven't met before, but I think maybe it's because I see you online so much with all the work you do. Oh, thank you. And I know you from all of your pattern puzzles, so let's get into your letting our listeners know about what it is that you do. Principally, I am a designer pattern maker, so that's my original training and that's the kind of work I've always done in the industry. Alongside that, I've been very lucky to become a teacher, which I enjoy just as much as I do with the design and the pattern making. And so that's my background. I've been doing it for over 35 years as a career and have been really lucky to have a lot of variety in that career. Great. I know you because of your business name. So can you tell our listeners what your handle is and what your business does? Mostly my business does, what it does is, is about teaching. That if, if you were to sort of really nail my passion, I really like to teach other people about pattern making and design. Pattern making in particular. I feel that it's, as a subject, not that well understood and I find it so exciting and interesting and creative that I like to take that to people. That's my passion is to teach pattern making. That's where with my website and my sort of the name of my website, Studio Faro, that's where a lot of that comes from. So let's start with the name Studio Faro. Yes. I found that name when I first came back to Australia, I wanted to kind of start my own business where I was kind of mixing teaching with freelancing for the industry. And my sister and I did this, Italian dictionary search and we came up with the word faro which I believe is pronounced faru if it's Italian because in fact faro is a city in Portugal so not to be confused with that my my original usage was the Italian faru which is to make and to do which I found quite kind of suitable for the things I like to do and so Studio Faro was born. And what's given it profile, and you mentioned it earlier, are the pattern puzzles that I started doing on Facebook, maybe about 2012, 2013. Yes. And so this was just really about generating interest around pattern making. I, in particular, love very demanding pattern making. I love very creative pattern making, quite challenging stuff. And so what I used to do was I would post 
a sort of blank shape of a pattern piece. This was from some drape pattern or other. And people on Facebook would try and guess what the pattern shape was. And sometimes it was somebody worked it out in about five minutes and other times it took two days. It just depends on the mm-hmm. shape. And that went on, I think that must have gone on for about three years or so. And what resulted from that is a large number of pattern making posts on, on my um, website blog. So what I used to do is I would release the shape on Saturday morning. We'd have this conversation over the weekend about the yes. pattern shape. And then on Monday I'd release the blog post that showed people how to cut that pattern. So that part of it sort of is my passion. But in the pursuit of making a living, I enjoy the freelance work and I enjoy teaching. And that's how I've come to know you is through the teaching. Yes, that's right. With the teaching and the passion that you've got for pattern making, what's your affiliation with the Australian Sewing Guild? I believe it would have come through one of the students that came into my studio for my workshops. They would have told me about the Sewing Guild. Yeah. And, and then, so, of course, I go and have a look at them. And then I, I remember doing many years ago, my first sort of contact with them was a presentation I did for ASG members at one of their conference days, really quite a long time ago. It was about trouser fitting. And then more recently, I was invited to do, again, a sort of workshop presentation style thing about fitting dress patterns at... Yep. Um, another one of your conference days yes so that's really where it comes from and it seems that the interest from ASG members is in the area of fitting their sewing patterns. Within the Australian Sewing Guild one of their key drivers is to ensure that people continue to learn about sewing and that's one of the things that you really give through your workshops. Yes yeah that seems to be a really popular area for them you know in truth in pattern making an industry we don't do that stuff Mm. We have a size chart, we have a set of garment blocks that match that size chart and we cut patterns, which is, you know, this new neckline, that new skirt shape, it's all about new designs. Whereas when you make clothing from home, Mm. most of the time, the design is something you either got in your head or you've seen in a pattern book. And the difficulty doesn't come from that end so much as the end of getting it to fit you, fit your personal body shape. That does seem to be the greater area of interest. And with the workshops that you run, what's the key thing that members really want to know about? It's about fitting issues. And, you know, I suppose if I were a more focused person, you could literally write a book on about those six most popular fitting issues. Hmm. You know, why do my trousers behave badly at the back under my seat? And what's all that extra fabric I've got at the back of my dress? There are literally half a dozen that are absolutely everybody seems to suffer from. Hmm. And they're not entirely clear. There isn't necessarily a book or maybe it's much more about the individual nature of it, you know, as to how people can fix those fitting issues without it becoming too complicated. And I think that's the key point that you've just made. You're fixing the fitting issues. It's got Mm. nothing to do with the wearer. No. And not even construction methods. Oh, no, not at all. No, it's very, very much, I suppose, what's important to bring up here is when you make sewing patterns and when you make fashion clothing that goes into the stores, it's all made to what is a very much an average body size chart. Yeah. They average the population. It's actually called the median of the population. And, in, and most of the time, that fit will only cover 20 to 50% of the population. Everybody else is going to have problems with it. So that is 80 to 50% of the population have trouble fitting into ready-to-wear or fitting automatically into a sewing pattern. To ever assume that they'll automatically fit you is a bit of a mistake. I think it's always important when you begin sewing to just try and learn how your body might differ slightly from the average. 
And so that's, that's not a bad thing. That's just a real life thing. Manufacturers and patent companies use size charts to make the manufacturing of their product more straightforward. Mm. What it doesn't do is it doesn't make the fitting of your personal pattern easy. You've got to learn what it is about you that might be slightly different. You know, you might have a smaller waist or heavier thighs or bigger shoulders or smaller shoulders or long arms or short arms. And we've all got a handful of those things. We know even if you go into the shop and you try a dress on, you know if the waist is sitting too high or it's something you've got used to in your life buying clothes. Same thing happens with patterns. And so you know you always have to put an extra dart in the waist of your trousers because you've got a tiny waist or widen the shoulders of your shirt because you've got squarer shoulders than the average person. So this isn't really about bodies not fitting patterns. It's about the generalization of pattern fitting, Mm. converting it for the individual. That's really what it's about. And I suppose once you learn what adjustments you need to do to make that stock standard pattern fit your body, Mm. then you're pretty much home and host, aren't you, for most other patterns? Yes, yes. Once you work out what your particular differences are to that sort of generalised average thing, that can happen to every pattern. And you know, even before you get out of the envelope, that you've got to broaden the shoulders or narrow the shoulders because that's going to be the case for you. And once you learn that adjustment, it becomes a habit. You know automatically that's something you have to do. It's not a big deal. You're very familiar with it and you're very confident with your ability to change that pattern exactly that's what makes it addictive too yeah that's very true i don't know sewing for me is i do look at clothes in shops i very rarely ever buy anything from the shop i look at them and i go that's lovely wouldn't it be nice if i could get it in the color i wanted and so that's why i love making my own things i get to choose the fabrics i get to choose the colors and the prints that i really like and not the ones that are just currently available in the shop i love that individual aspect of it and i think that's why a lot of people who are in the sewing community continue to sew absolutely yeah so what do you offer guild members with your workshops Well, I think in respect to ASG members, the area that I I think is of greater interest is fitting their own patterns. Mm -hmm. And so at least once a year, I do fitting dress patterns and fitting trouser patterns and not so much, but occasionally fitting knit patterns. And there are a number of the workshops that I offer to ASG, but I also, knowing their area of interest, I've applied a discount, an ASG discount. Great. And when you put up my details, I'll make sure that that discount code is given to you because it just means they can access those workshops with a little bit of money off. Most of the time I do those workshops in Coolerman, but occasionally I come to Sydney to do them. So they can always check out where I am. Those announcements are sort of you know made on social media, but they're also on the website. Anita, just generally, do you also, because we've been in social isolation for a lot of this year, mm-hmm. have you delved into running your workshop online at all? I haven't. I haven't encountered okay. one at all. When, I, when the shutdown started, I did put quite a bit of focus in getting some patterns online because I thought mm. that would help. We all have to be a little bit flexible in what we do. And I've sort of planned and developed the idea of doing online classes, but I haven't got anywhere near it yet. Because with pattern making, there's so much about being in the room, but I know I've got to bite the bullet. I know that. I think perhaps my best approach would be to break it down into small things and just go, this is the video about how you fix the back leg of your trouser or this is the video about how you put those extra darts in your dress block and things like that. And I I feel that it's something I have to encounter and I just haven't done it yet. Even just those two topics that you've just mentioned, they'd be really worthwhile looking at and learning from. 
Yeah. And rather than concerning myself with like an entire workshop or an entire fitting an entire garment, just hone in on those little, like I said earlier, those half dozen things hmm. that are really common issues for a lot of people. I don't mind that idea that I love teaching face to face, but we've all got to live in the world that we live in and we need to be flexible and we need to learn new skills and we need to occasionally step up and do things that we're not 100% comfortable with. Yeah. And that's the way, that's well, it's progression. You either move with it or you get left behind. And I think the key thing that you're offering future students is you've actually got the knowledge and the ability to educate them. Mm-hmm. It's just another platform. Yes, it's another methodology. That's all it is, just another methodology. You know, in a time when you would have used an overhead projector and done your diagrams on the, on the, on the acetate, if you'll remember. Yeah, absolutely. I do, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and producing those acetates and then the time when you used to have to make them by hand and then you worked out that your printer would actually take acetate so you could make things on screen. You know that progression we went through? We've all done that. You know, learning to use PowerPoint, learning to all those graphic packages. You've just got to keep up. It is, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Our listeners will be able to go to the blog post for this podcast and get all your contact details. Yes. The other thing that they can do is... Definitely go to the ASG website because you're listed there as an industry partner. So again, people are able to get in contact with you there and see what the discount is for them. Yes, and I believe it's certainly listed. They did a blog post about me a short time back and the discount codes are mentioned in that blog post. We'll probably put them on the the blog post that goes with your podcast. I will. So yeah, they'll be accessible there. No problem at all for the members. Are there any last thoughts you would like to give our listeners? Just something in general, making clothes. It's it's a delightful thing. I, I know it can sometimes be frustrating, but we have within our grasp the ability to make things. And it's a gorgeous, you know, sort of feeding the soul, feeding the creativity of being able to make things. We can make things that we love, the colours, the shapes, the prints that suit us. We get to wear them. We get to wear them with pride. You know, there aren't that many people that make things anymore. And so for that reason, sewing, it's such an important skill. And I know it's had its heyday and there's been lulls, but there just seems to be such a healthy resurgence with that of late. I just think all of your members just keep sewing and keep trying things and sometimes try a new thing. And maybe sometimes just go back to something you really love. It doesn't always have to be a couture piece. It doesn't always have to be some sort of ball gown. It honestly can be your favourite fitting T-shirt. There's a huge amount of satisfaction with being able to make our own clothes. That's brilliant advice. (laughs) Anita, thank you so much for coming on to ASG Monday's podcast on So Organised Style. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. It's been lovely having a chat with you. Thanks, Anita. See you soon. Have a lovely day, listeners. So Organised Style podcast was produced by me, Maria Theharis, with permission of Anita, sound by bandsound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Libsyn, our podcast distributor. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.